podcast series, Creditors Corner Legal Talk, presented by Smith Debnam, Attorneys at Law, where we explore a range of legal topics impacting businesses and private individuals. So be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Before we begin, I want to note the information provided in this podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, any and all information shared is for general informational purposes only. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter. With that out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into this week's topic. My name is Rachel Rogers, and I am an attorney in the firm's creditor's rights section. I am joined today by my colleague, Melissa Smith, and we are going to talk about the recent switch to e-filing in some North Carolina counties. Thanks, Rachel. I'm Melissa Smith, and I'm also an attorney in the creditor's rights section of our firm, and I'm excited to talk about e-filing today. If you practice in North Carolina or are involved in our court systems, you probably know that as of today, there are five counties that have made the transition to e-filing. Those counties include Harnett, Johnston, Lee, Mecklenburg, and Wake counties. Rachel, now for someone who is not familiar with the term e-filing, what exactly does that mean? So e-filing is really a broad term that's been used so far to describe just the general transition from the paper files to electronic files by the court system in North Carolina. But in reality, it consists of two separate parts, um, and particularly in the civil division. And everything me and Melissa are talking about today is geared towards the civil division um, of e-filing, not the criminal side of e-filing. So for the civil division of e-filing, there are two main websites that are used. They're called e-file North Carolina and the e-courts portal. This was kind of hard to get used to at first, but the e-file site is the web-based platform for all the electronic filings of the documents all through a single, secure, centralized online location. So instead of having to mail your pleadings and documents to the court or go down to the courthouse and get a file stamped copy, you now just go online to eFile North Carolina and upload the documents to your file. Then the clerk will review it and handle accordingly, pass it off to the right department. Uh, The platform also allows you to serve the other parties by uploading onto the e-file site. On its face, that all sounds really convenient. Uh, Is it mandatory to use e-filing in North Carolina? Yeah, so that's actually a really important point. If you are practicing in one of the e-filing counties, even if you don't live there or that's not where your home base is, you have to use e-file if you're making an appearance in one of those five counties. Uh, Those courts will not accept your paper filings anymore if you're an attorney. Uh, If you're pro se, the courts encourage you to use e-filing, but it's not required. And it is important to note that all, as of right now, there's only five counties, but the long-term goal is that all 100 counties in North Carolina will be using e-filing. 
Thanks for clarifying that, Rachel. Uh, I'd like to elaborate a little bit on the eCourts portal. What exactly is the eCourts portal that you mentioned? So the eCourts portal is really helpful um, for the public in general, as well as attorneys. It is a site where you can search for court records, case information, hearings, judgments, and in some cases, you can actually make payments through the eCourts portal. Uh, Melissa, I know you're probably familiar with the program VCAP that the courts used to have. This is basically the new VCAP. So anyone can go online, any person of the public, any attorney, and you can search the online database by case name or case number. And the, the portal will show you all the information, the party's information, the different case events, different filings. And you can actually click on all the things that have been filed in that matter and see them on the portal. It's actually a really great way to be able to review um, a court file. Melissa, have you had a chance to use it? You know, I have, and there are a lot of benefits to using the portal, uh, one being the 24-7 statewide access to all court employees, attorneys, and even public users. You're not limited to the eight to five business hours of the courthouse to access uh, what's going on in your file. Also provides web-based access to all court records and documents, really streamlines court administration in general, and provides a greater case management ability. In our practice, we've also found that it's a lot easier to pay via a credit card or debit card online rather than having to issue and mail out a paper check. We've also found that it has enhanced in disaster recovery, or at least has the propensity to enhance in disaster recovery, particularly important for our state of North Carolina, where we are prone to hurricanes. And it's great to have a platform to quickly inform both the public as well as court personnel of what's going on with court dates uh, or any other sort of um, stays that may be in place due to any sort of disaster. Uh, it also, of course, reduces paper forms, which is great for the environment, more green, more environmentally friendly, uh, less waste, and of course, uh, more cost efficient. No need to spend money on as much paper or spend money on postage. Uh, the e-filing also encourages a more uniform procedure across all uh, 100 North Carolina counties, or it will once uh, it is in effect in all 100 North Carolina counties. So that is our hope that it will really create a uniform procedure across the state. Uh, it also increases access to justice and to the courts, particularly for uh, pro se litigants, which we'll touch on a little bit more later. It increases audio and video capabilities, which is awesome. It's a holdover a little bit from COVID that I think the court system has found uh, really enhances accessibility to justice. And, you know, judges can see files easier just right in front of them. So it has the propensity to turn for faster turnaround times, which is great for everyone involved, because as they say, the, the wheels of justice turn slowly. So anything we can do to make them turn faster is a pro. Yeah, I totally agree on all those pros. It really it really has its upsides. And I'm 
I'm excited for when it hits all North Carolina counties and uh, everything's really uniform. But, I, you know, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Have you seen any issues or downsides to the e-filing so far? Sure. There have definitely been some uh, challenges during the transition. Um, some attorneys, particularly attorneys who've been practicing with the paper filing, the old-fashioned form of filing for decades for the duration of their practice, have not been particularly enthusiastic about the change being a requirement of the bar, that there is simply no option to do anything but e-file if you are a member of the bar. It's certainly required attorneys and their legal staff to take on extra work at the beginning, extra training to really get themselves up to speed on how to navigate e-filing. So gotten a little bit of negativity from that because nobody likes extra training, extra work, and that makes sense. And it's definitely been a learning curve, even within our office. Um, 100%. Once you get the hang of it, it works. Absolutely. Uh, similarly, I've encountered some judges who have met the change with what I'll call a, a lack of enthusiasm. I think it's largely a matter of preference, but I've heard several judges express frustration in open court at uh, trying to navigate the portal to find prior filings made in a case in the middle of a hearing rather than simply being able to flip through the pages of a paper file to locate a prior filing. Uh, the transition has also temporarily at least slowed down the courts where it has been implemented. Again, we expect this is a temporary issue. We've already seen the pilot counties, uh, Wake, Harnett, Johnston, and Lee. Um, we've already seen them kind of get over this hump a little bit. Yeah, Wake they, County seems to be, um, they've seemed to have gotten the hang of it so far. And I think that's that's a good representation of the end goal for down the road of the other counties. I, I completely agree. And Wake County is a great test subject because it is such a populous county uh, being, I think, the, I think the second most populous after Mecklenburg. So we did see, we did see things slow down in those pilot counties at first while everybody's adjusting to this new way of doing things. But now we seem to have gotten more or less up to speed and we think it's actually more efficient than it was previously. Of course, the, the newest county to e-filing and the most po populous county in North Carolina, Mecklenburg County, just transitioned to e-filing in October, so just a month ago. So we're still seeing uh, pretty significant delays out there, but it, we expect that that's just par for the course with them being in a transition period. And they will see the a similar turnaround to what we saw in the pilot counties. And after a few months of their local bar, as well as their staff getting used to this new system, that it will actually prove to be more efficient than the prior system was. So hoping that will level out shortly. You know, all in all, I'd say the challenges of e-filing have mostly just been the growing pains that you'd expect with any major transition. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, since this is the creditor's corner, have you notice any issues or pros or cons that are really relevant for creditors' rights practice and attorneys like we do in our section? Yeah, definitely. So for a little context for our listeners, our practice, particularly uh, 
mine and Rachel's practice is predominantly high volume consumer collections. And we practice across all 100 North Carolina uh, counties. So since we practice across the entire state, one of the challenges we've faced during this transitionary period is updating our processes and our forms so that the correct documents merge for our e-filing counties versus those still not e-filing counties. So before e-filing, we could apply a pretty much uniform approach and uniform process for all of our cases across the state. But now we have a different process, different forms for the e-filing counties versus the, the non-e-filing counties, which of course has posed some challenges, but all in all, it we expect that the process will be more efficient once all 100 counties have transitioned to e-filing, however, however many months or years that transition ultimately takes. Um, Beyond that, I think we've seen mostly benefits from e-filing, you know, but beyond the, the initial just growing pains and transitionary delays. Uh, with our high volume caseload, it's just easier for us to keep track of filings online rather than having to track documents that are sent through the mail to be filed. I mean, that was a, a huge source of what would put us in a waiting pattern on a case. We'd mail something out to the court and then the court would have to receive it, process it, file it then mail it back to us. And if we're talking about a county that's a few hours drive away, that's two weeks, maybe more that we're just sitting, got a file on hold, waiting for a document to come back filed. And now that process can be instantaneous. We file it and then we've immediately got that document filed, file stamped and so much more efficient. And, you know, we haven't even mentioned this yet, but it also has really cut down on the paper that we're having to use in the office which is really great for a multitude of reasons, but even just being able to have an electronic file for court versus a paper file, because when you log into the portal, you can see every document that's been filed. So the it's really helped us cut back on some of our paper usage in those counties. Absolutely, absolutely. And I also want to talk on how it's affected uh, pro se litigants, which is a really um, important thing to our practice area. I can't speak for the entire bar here. I'm just speaking as to what I've personally observed. But to me, it's appeared that the e-filing system and the e-portal has actually been more accessible to pro se litigants. Um, I know I've seen just as many, if not more, pro se responses filed. And I think that's a reflection of the general public finding it easier to file something online than to mail in a paper document or drive down to the courthouse and to file it in person. I mean, if you think about it from a practical standpoint, so few people even have printers these days to print out a response to a lawsuit. It's so much easier to do all of these things from the comfort of your home from a computer. Yeah, that's so true. And I also, um, even recently, a pro se defendant in court was explaining how by using the online portal, by filling in some of the prompts, it auto-populates other prompts. So it really does help um, people who are not as well-versed in the legal system get the appropriate filings that they need in order to, you know, continue on with their case in the in the court system. I think it's really helpful for pro se defendants. Yeah, I can I completely agree. And I know that's not across the board that all pro se 
litigants will find e-filing easier. I know some of us are out there old-fashioned and prefer the old-fashioned paper way. But again, we reiterate that that is still available to non-attorneys. It's just not available for members of the bar to to not e-file. And additionally, e-filing enhances the audio video capabilities for courts to offer uh, remote hearings. Now, this is something that sort of started during COVID and then uh, stopped a little bit or went backwards a little bit. We went more in person and now we're seeing a little bit more of an uptick because the fact that everything is online makes it so much easier for courts to also hold court sessions online. Uh, and I know personally, I've definitely seen an increase in pro se party participation on remote hearings as opposed to uh, what I, I see um, in in-person hearings. And if you think about it, it really makes complete sense. It's much less time demanding to just log onto your computer. It doesn't necessarily require taking time or a full day off work. It doesn't require a pro se party to find childcare or to find transportation to the courthouse. Uh, it doesn't require them to, you know, navigate parking, as we all know, which can be a pain finding around any courthouse in North Carolina. Uh, you know, I've seen pro se litigants participate in remote hearings from the comfort of their own home or even sitting in a parked vehicle on their lunch break outside of their um, their office. Which is really great to just see that being more accessible to non-members of the bar. Again, accessibility to pro se parties is especially important to to us and to our clients because we deal with so many pro se parties in our practice area, and it's a goal of ours that the court system is accessible to to everyone and not just members of the bar. Absolutely, and we've talked a lot about the practical effects of the e filing, but there also have been new rules issued regarding the North Carolina e filing systems. Well, um, within the court, North Carolina rules, just general rules of practice, because it has changed a lot of the um, standing rules that are currently in place. The supplemental rules of practice and procedure for the North Carolina e-filing project was codified on February 15th of 2023, and that can be found on the North Carolina court's website, those supplemental rules So if you are practicing in these counties, make sure you check those out to ensure that you're in compliance with all the new rules. I'm just going to talk about a few of the ones that stood out the most to us as we were, you know, preparing for this change. One thing that the supplemental rules focuses on is what format the documents need to be in. You know, there were some rules regarding that when you had to file physical papers, but there's different requirements for uploading as well as different rules regarding the preservation of those documents. The new rules actually require that the e-filer retains originals of each file document until a final determination of the case is made by the court of competent jurisdiction. And that's a shall retain, uh, not May. So it is mandatory. And that is something that we're currently, you know, working out a good plan on how to handle that volume. Um, So that's just something to make sure you read over and make sure your practices in compliance with that. 
One thing that I thought has been really helpful is that the rules no longer require a cover sheet for the counties that you're e-filing. In particular, or specifically, the rules state that by going through the process of e-filing and filling out the necessary drop-down options, that substitutes and takes the place of the cover sheet. So that's one less uh, document you would have to worry about when e-filing in those counties. And one of the pros that we talked about earlier that Melissa mentioned is that you can access these e-file sites 24-7, which is amazing. Uh, But there is the question of, you know, the good old old old-fashioned file stamp, the date and time of when something was filed for the purposes of statute of limitations and different deadlines. So the rules clarify that for the purposes of a filing date and time, the date and time that's recorded on the receipt that shows a status of received is what counts. Um, And just as a practical matter, when you do file something on the e-filing site, you will get two emails in response. One email says it's been submitted, and the second will come later when it's received. That received, the second email, is what will qualify as the filing date and time for purposes of any statute of limitations or deadlines. Lastly, the supplemental rules also provide guidance on how to submit proposed orders for the judge's review. And I know Melissa mentioned this also, but this is one of the things that I think has been the most helpful and beneficial from e-filing is that with these proposed orders, while we're in the hearings, even if they're virtual, the judge will can just sign it right on the e-filing site and we don't have to wait weeks for it to arrive in the mail, which is great. And Melissa's probably heard me say this. I have been telling, you know, everyone in our office that interacts with the court staff to just remember to be patient with the court staff during this transition period because it's a lot and it's a lot of change and um, everyone's working really hard. So just always remember to be kind and patient with the court staff when you're interacting with them. I completely echo that sentiment. I mean, I speaking uh, especially for Wake County, as that's just where we're, our office is situated. I know the Wake County staff have been pulling some long hours to make this transition easier for us as members of the bar. And we are very grateful for that. And the best thing we can do is be patient with them while they're they're still figuring it out, too, just like we are. Uh, for more information on the North Carolina e-filing system and process, You can find plenty of resources at the North Carolina Courts website or on the eCourts page. Great. Thanks so much, Melissa, for discussing e-filing with me. And thanks to everyone for tuning in and listening. Make sure to check out the other episodes. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. You can find our contact information at www.smithdebnumlaw.com. Thanks, everyone. Have a great one.